Hey, Kaylee. Hey, Tom. How's it going? It is going so well. I have to tell you, though, I am stuffed like a turkey is what I am <laughs> at this point. I mean, it yes. is that time of year where there is turkey, football, mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. stuffing, cranberry sauce, and those wonderful little snow angel rolls that are so delicious. Oh, and don't forget there's pumpkin pie and pumpkin pie, apple apple pie, pie. all the pies. I am so excited. And then I'm going to wash it down with a very, very nice hard cider. (laughs) Nice. And don't forget all that delicious maple craft syrup. Oh, yeah. Yes, you are correct. You could throw on any of those things, right? Mm-hmm. Turkey and maple syrup, pie and maple syrup. It all works is what it does, which is so wonderful. So and you know who does a really good um, catering spread? Um, we had him on last year, and it's absolutely wonderful, the work that he does. But Jim Calkins of uh, Seasonal Catering. Yes. Uh, boy, I, I miss their cooking so much. They were such a... <sighs> help during the pandemic for everybody is what they were. Did you know that? Yes. When we did uh, Snow White at Masaro mm-hmm. Community Farm and they had those delicious, delicious donut things, right? The, the, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The, they were apple fritters that they yes. made. Yes. Yes. Lighter uh, than air. So delicious. Oh my goodness. Oh, they were going to fly into the air. They were so, but they, they flew off the shelf. They were so good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he also really, they also were really, really wonderful in coming into the community too, because when mm-hmm. um, the Shelton uh, teachers were all getting their vaccination shots, they provided for those people who were working and those volunteers who were working uh, tirelessly to get those shots in our arms were, um, they were feeding them is what they were doing. They were breakfast and coffee and, and, and tea, and they had stuff for us too as well after you got done with your shot. So it was absolutely, um, it's amazing the work they were doing. So we're very thankful, thankful for them. But what else are we thankful for, Kaylee? Well, we are thankful for our Patreon patrons. Yes, our Patreon. Not we're, to be confused with our patrons, but our Patreon. <laughs> yes, yes, we're we're very grateful for all the patrons of all of our shows. The one big show that we get to do every year, uh, Pericles in twenty twenty one was just amazing, and you know next year twenty twenty two. We mentioned this before, but it's our tenth season. We're also excited. Season. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it! It's here already. Announce, it came fast. Do you want to announce what we're going to be doing in the park? Let's wait till December. Let's okay. wait till December. All right. We'll keep them on their toes. (laughs) Keep them on the edge of their seats. On the edge of glory. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So yeah. So what do you got for me today? What are we, what are we going to, what are we going to spitball about today? (laughs) Today I have a fun little quiz for you. I've put together 15 different questions that I've gathered from a couple of different sources and we'll link them up in the show notes. Um, from different quizzes from Shakespeare all over the internet. Um, and I'm going to see if I can stump you. You might be able to. I'm not that smart. <laughs> you know more <laughs> about Shakespeare than anyone else that I know. That's for sure. But I think you might be starting to know more than me because of all these quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one thing to read the question and the answers. It's another thing to commit it to memory. <laughs> ah, yes, the memory. <laughs> And you're the actor who memorizes lines. Uh, it's just not me. Barely ask anybody who I've shared a stage with. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into this. So our first question is, which two of Shakespeare's plays are entirely written in verse? 
Uh, entirely written in verse, that would be King Richard II, I would put in there. And I would also say you have, uh, I would say probably Comedy of Errors because it was so new. Mm -hmm. And maybe Titus Andronicus in there because it was so new. No, because that's mm -hmm. not. Not Love's Labor's Lost because there's some prose in that. No. King Henry II. King Henry II, Richard yes. II. Oh, Richard II, sorry. Richard II, yes, that is correct. That's one. What's and King, is it one of the histories again? It is one of the kings. Is it King, um, is it King Henry VI? Nope. Part one, no. Is it King John? Yes, it is. Yay! Yes, King, John, that's it is. <laughs> King John's a fun one. We haven't done that one yet. That's, a, that's I think, a good candidate for the bar because it's like there's like espionage in it and people are trying to like grab the kingdom and like nobody really likes John like he was a really like weak ruler oh yeah it's a fun one and it's like screwed up like you can't believe it's like a caper really is what Love it is it, going it to does the bar. have like one of our bar. bar yeah it's gonna go to the bar that has bar vibes mm -hmm. yes yeah it's one that I I forgot about until I nobody, read it. I forget about it most people forget about it which is the funny part but yeah it's actually really good it's actually well, what me to go see it the first time was um, Zach, who played our, uh, who was in Pericles over the summer. Mm -hmm. he, used to, he still reviews shows, which is really funny, but he used to review shows for uh, um, a wonderful website um, that would tell you about like, if you should bring your parents to the show or like, <laughs> do you bring a date to the show? Like, it was just brilliant with this friend of ours, Molly Marinick came up with. Um, and uh, he worked for, it was called Theasy is what it was called, theateriseasy.com. And uh, we would go see shows all the time. These, you know, little off-Broadway shows or off-of-Broadway shows. And that was one of them. And we were like, this is fun. So, yeah. That sounds fun. Awesome. Yeah, that was my turn. ready for question number two? We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> this one shouldn't be too much of a, a, a stumper for you. What is the location of Shakespeare's grave? Looking for the actual place in, and in the town. Um, it should be in Stratford-upon-Avon. Yes. Do you know exactly where? Be... What? Do you know exactly where it is in Stratford-upon-Avon? It's probably located, I want to say, next to the Trinity Church, but that's wrong. It's, yeah, it's a Holy Trinity Church in Stratford-upon-Avon. There we go. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. You should have brought a I bell or something. He, and, you know, what they used to do is a lot of the writers, so that people wouldn't, like, dig up their bodies and, like, try to sell them as relics and weird things that were like experiment on their dead bodies and weird stuff like that people loved the, the dead back then um they would like write like curses like if you shake these bones like you will die or you will have like 20 years of bad luck on your family so yeah but like because they're writers like it'd come out like really nice versus like when you know the kings of egypt did it back in the day um <laughs> this was actually like in in like you know um in the iambic pentameter and everything <laughs> yeah pretty cool. you know i am actually related on my father's side to a vampire i, I uh, why does it not surprise me for some reason <laughs> So, yeah. what's the vampire's yeah. name? <laughs> Mercy Brown. It's probably, she's the um, most well-known of the New England vampires. She actually died of, of uh, consumption, tuberculosis. Yeah, well. He, in, in Exeter, Rhode Island, which is where my father's from. Well, he's from Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's it's a pretty cool. interesting story, yeah. Oh my gosh, we have to explore that one. Halloween next year, 2020. Yes, yeah. yes, there Halloween. we go. 2020. I know all about her. 
<laughs> Maybe we should do uh, a little field trip and go there and film something. That would be fun. I'm in for it. You know, I love a good film. <laughs> Actually, so that, I love her. <laughs> that connects it because Mercy Brown was actually Bram Stoker's inspiration for Dracula. Well, there, and we've done Dracula. Yes, we have. We should do it at her grave. Let's do it. I'm sure that'll go off. I'm <laughs> sure that won't give us any any sort of uh, bad luck or bad vibes from the Holy Shakespeare Festival at all. <laughs> really good. Let's idea. spin around three times and say, right? throw some salt over your right shoulder and go for <laughs> exactly. it. You know, I'm, I'm teaching. I'm coming up. I'm going to be teaching Macbeth coming up, which I'm excited for. Oh, you said it. It's fine. We're not on stage. <laughs> okay. Not in a theater. It's fine. <laughs> Speaking of not in a theater, I don't know. Uh, that was a terrible transition. But question number three is: What is what was Shakespeare's wife's name? Anne Hathaway. Yes. Annie Hathaway. <laughs> I, yeah, Anne Hathaway. Yep. Yeah, people don't believe that because there no. is a, an Annie Hathaway, as she likes mm -hmm. to be called. Yeah. A current actress on the Silver Screen. Green. But not not to be not to be confused. Not yes, be, not related. Not related in any way, shape, or form. She's the first one who will tell you that. Oh, I'm not related to him, is what she'll say to you. <laughs> All right, thanks, girl. You were really good in the Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here's question number four: Which of Shakespeare's plays is the shortest? Um, I, I, that's a flip. That's a flip between, I would say either the, um, Comedy of Errors or Macbeth. It is Comedy of Errors according to my sources. Yeah, it's always been, like, I, cutting that show has always been easy. There's not much to cut. Like, it's a pretty tight, it, that's a pretty tight two-hour show. If you want to get it down below that, you could easily do it. So, yeah. We've done it twice now. So, yeah. Yes, yes, we have. It really isn't that long, and it's, it's one of the, yeah. um, you most, at least I find it's one of the easier ones to, to understand. Yeah. Yes, to follow. Well, because we've all, we've seen that trope before, you know, we've seen the mm -hmm. twins, we've seen the double entendre, we've seen all of that. So as long as you have that down, you're good. And as long as it's well-directed, it's good. Mm -hmm. oh, there you go. Yeah. In his will, what did Shakespeare leave to his wife? His bed, their bed. And, oh gosh. I think we've done this one before. Oh gosh, <laughs> and I think I got it wrong last time too. Didn't uh, bed pillow sheets? I mean, they they so they willed close. every. What? You're so close. Uh, bed pillow sheets, mattress, gross. Um, not his favorite. Not his favorite. What was? Uh, uh, it was his. Can I tell you? Yeah, tell me. It was his second best bed. The second best bed, right. Because I always said the bed, but it's his second best bed. So not his favorite mm -hmm. bed, his second best bed. Yes, uh, there's a, apparently a whole history about that. And it's not as weird. It's kind of like a guest bed, I guess, but I'm not yeah, quite that's sure. Probably what it would be. If you had, I mean, he had enough money at the time, you know, so mm -hmm. they would have those extra luxuries is what they would have. And, you know, I always think it's funny that people think that, you know, when Shakespeare's company did something like uh, 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 Julius Caesar, they all wore togas. They never did that. You know, it all came from 
they were called the king's servants or Lord Chamberlain's servants. You know, even if you were a theater company where somebody's servant is what you were and servants were given everything. When somebody passed away, usually they were given, you know, the spoons, the china, the this, but the servants cannot take one thing. And that was the clothing. So the theater companies would take it and they would just, you know, brush them up and look them better. So they really were whatever was the actually the, the probably the popular style of the time or the most newest pieces of clothes is what they did on stage um, because of that. So it's, it's interesting that that's what they would use instead as that they would wear these nice people's clothes because the caste system at the time was so rigid. You couldn't dress, you know, above your station. Mm. So, yeah. See, that, you know a lot more than you you're giving full credit for. Yeah, you know it was the second best bed. <laughs> I read it and I put it on my list. <laughs> I get too confused here. Um, question number six: Where was Shakespeare born? Uh, Shakespeare was born in Stratford upon Avon. Correct, Stratford upon Avon, the same place where he's buried. Same place where he's buried. Yeah, his father was also a uh, well. His father did a lot of things, but in the end, his father became a um a uh, uh justice of the town or a alderman uh and you know who else is an alderman kaylee as we always say my father yeah people and tell them in the audience people who don't even know him you know i'm an alderman and shakespeare's father was an alderman and my son owns the company and i'll be like <laughs> don't say that don't say any of those words please and i just a low profile podcast audience right? <laughs> a low profile Anthony. So anyways, but yeah, it's great. That's a, it's a pretty cool uh, connection that you have there. I think so. I think so. It's, it's really neat. I do think it's very funny and neat. It's wonderful. And you have, you are a writer. You have written some plays for us before. Like, I have. I have put some pen to paper once or twice. Yep. When we did <laughs> the Spectre Spectacular, mm -hmm. we did a version of Clue. Yeah. That was really fun. That was fun. That was fun. Can't wait to do the real clue because that'd just be easier. But <laughs> yeah. also more expensive. The rights are like insane because there's like 20 people that need money off that show <laughs> who wrote it. Fun, <laughs> but you know, actors get paid. That's that's what we yep, stand for. Writers, that's what they have to. That's part of our our charm. <laughs> uh, question number seven: Which character stated that life is a tale told by an idiot? Ugh. Uh, that would be uh, Macbeth. He he says that in his tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow speech. Correct. Yep, it is. Yeah, I just had Macbeth. You had the whole speech and everything. Uh, it's a, it's a very it's an interesting speech. It goes. I mean, that whole play goes everywhere. Um, I'm excited to teach it because I don't think I think people try to find too much meaning in the play when really his mind is just a, at a killer's pace. It's going ahead of him and it's zigzagging and he and he keeps burying himself into. A corner is what he does. And all those puns intended. Right. After a while, you can't keep up with all those killings, you know, mm -hmm. all those murders. Yeah. Not that I would know. <laughs> Question number eight. <laughs> when, was, <laughs> when was Shakespeare's first play written? Uh, I would say 15... Uh, 40, 15, 60... So my sources say around 1590. 1590, yeah, we'll take it. 1590, that sounds about right. Because 10 years later, he really has a, um, he has a very um, 
you see in the canon. I mean, he has a, a he, he produces some beautiful work around 1599 to 1600 and then 1603, 1607 are like some really beautiful periods of writing at that point. Um, in 1599, he writes Hamlet. We think he writes um, As You Like It. He writes uh, uh, a couple of, you know, really of his big box office hits at that point. And actually um, when we start our, actually when we start our book club, Mr. Brennan or Art Brennan, Mr. Brennan, as he's known to the kids, uh, he picked out a great book called 1599 by James Shapiro, Dr. James Shapiro, who's one of my favorite writers and scholars of um, Shakespeare. And he, uh, and it's a whole book about kind of why all of this wonderful creativity came from there, um, which I think is great. So yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. The hits that we you can read. access our book club, by the way, if you are a patron on our Patreon account. Yeah. All right. Yes. Question number nine: Which street was Shakespeare born? Oh my God! I should say on which street was Shakespeare born? Hensley. You're so close. Henley. Henley. There we go. Henley. Henley Street. There we go. There's actually a character in. Um, I think there's a character in uh, Shakespeare in Love, the movie, that's actually named Henley. So it, it makes a play on that. That In Tom Stoppard, he wrote the script. Um, he does that a lot. He's brilliant like that, where he'll like put those little Easter eggs in for you if you're like super smart, which is not me. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Henley. Yeah, that's a good way to remember it. I have often walked down Henley Street before. But the pavement's always stayed beneath my feet before. Uh-oh, when we break the song, we know it's time to go to question number 10. <laughs> what is the name of Shakespeare's mother? Uh, Shakespeare's mother was named, oh, not Susanna. That's, his, that's one of his um, kids. Um, I want to say Elizabeth, but I could be wrong. That would yeah, be you're wrong. What I'm probably wrong, wrong. On the, I know it. Like that's the funny oh, yeah. thing. Like, what is it? I stomp Tom. I stomp Tom. According to my sources, Mary Arden. Yes. Uh Mary Arden. Yes, you are correct. Mary Arden, you are correct. The Ardens were very well known. You are right. Yeah. Mary Arden, Shakespeare's mother. That's why the Arden Shakespeare uh, editions of Shakespeare, yeah. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Number question number eleven: What other dramatist called Shakespeare an upstart crow? Ben Jonson. Am I right? There's someone else well, here on this list. It's probably ben, multiple. Ben Jonson. It could be. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Um, let's see. There's Ben Jonson, Thomas Kidd. Uh, Christopher, no, Thomas Kidd, uh, Christopher um, Marlowe. It's not Marlowe. Marlowe, like, basically died, like, way too early to know Shakespeare. Um, and who is it? I have Robert Green. Ah, Robert Green. That son of a bitch. Oops. <laughs> Let's put right a warning on it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, um, we were talking about this not too long ago, Uber. actually, about uh, calling someone an upstart crow. Mm -hmm. It was Robert Greene. Yep. How many of Shakespeare's plays were published 
during his lifetime. I know, I mean, not all of them were published and we're still finding bits and pieces of what we can. Um, I think out of the 30, I don't think all 36 plays that we know of were. So I want to say subtract out of their Pericles, most definitely. That wasn't in there because I have the first folio and that was in Quarto. Well, no, that was published in Quarto. So you mean in the first folio or do you mean like? It just says um, how many plays are published during his lifetime. I would, I mean, listen, if you're looking at quartos and stuff, like, and you want to add in all the, all the uh, Hamlets, that, all the versions of Hamlet that are in there, you know, you got a lot of publishing there. He made a lot of money off of his publishing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go ahead and say 37 of his plays, but I could be wrong. According to my sources, we have 18 plays that were actually published during his lifetime. Okay, 18. And then if you look at the, yeah, okay. So if you look at the folio, that's when they finally found all of them. Yeah, they did all of them. Okay, 18. Do you know which ones they were? I do not, but I do have sources. So I will put them in the um, show notes and awesome. we can link you out to those. Here's a question that you um, should definitely get. Who murdered Hamlet's father? Uh, who murdered Hamlet's father? That would be Hamlet's, well, Cla King Claudius, Hamlet's, uh, the king's brother. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch out when they come on in with a little vial of poison and put it in your ear. And speaking of death, question number 14, who executes <laughs> Rosencrantz and Guildenstern? Hamlet himself, because he was supposed to go get executed. And what does he do? He's like, hey, let me switch up these letters. Real comedy of errors right there, if you if you know what I mean. So we have we have it listed here as the King of England, but yeah. Right. Well he kills him, but yeah, it's Hamlet who actually is the one that's like, yep. Nope, you gotta kill these two. Bye. All right, we're on question 15 already. Woo, we made it. Yeah. Question 15. Which character says, if music be the food of love, play on? Oh, how did you know to end with my favorite play ever, which is Duke Orsinio in Twelfth Night. My favorite, one of my favorite comedies ever written. It's so perf it's so perfect. It's so much fun. I, I, got, I was so lucky to play Malvolio when we did it. Well, obviously you're correct. <laughs> that was a fun, yeah, thank you. Um, but that was such a fun, that was just a fun summer. Um, mm -hmm. It's such a fun show. I thought about that to bring that to the bar when we go back to doing bar shows after this pandemic. Um, of bringing that play in because it's just joy. It's just absolute, utter joy, that play. So yeah, there's that. Well, then that's a great place to end our quiz of Tom Simonetti. Who knows way too much about Well, that was fun. Thank you. No, thank you. That was definitely fun. I definitely know where I have to brush up on my Shakespeare. <laughs> you never know when the next pop quiz will happen oh my god i feel like i have a pop quiz every time i'm on this on this, <laughs> uh, this uh, podcast well thank you kaylee so much um i'm so excited we have so many great events coming on up uh starting in december and we have a wonderful season ahead of us which we will reveal to um everybody in a special episode um but thank you all for listening Yes, thank you. But Tom, I, I think you can mention what we're doing for Christmas this year. 
I can? All right. Well, we are bringing back the one man solo, A Christmas Carol is what we're doing um, at St. Peter's Episcopal Church. It was actually built in 1807. Um, we're partnering up with the Monroe Historical Society, which I got to work with um, through the high school that I do, another high school I work at. And um, it's uh, December 18th at two o'clock and seven o'clock PM. This year, sadly, we will be uh, charging $15 per person for it, but you also get a nice little pre-reception uh, before the show begins. So we hope that you will join us. Uh, tickets are at www.vsfestival.org or by calling 203-513-9446. Thank you so much for listening to The Bard on the Pod, hosted by me, Kaylee Mahalko, Chair of the Board, and our Artistic Director and Founder, Tom Simonetti. For more information about Valley Shakespeare Festival, visit www.vsfestival.org. 